It's time to babble the fuck on. It's Hollywood Babylon. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Welcome, my friends, to Hollywood Babylon. I'm Kevin Smoltz. That's not the way we start the fucking show. It is Saturday night at Smod Castle, ladies and gentlemen. So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garner. Hey! I'm just so money drunk from the auction. Yeah. You done with your little yard sale? Can we do the show now? <laughs> For those listening at home and they weren't involved Fucking before hell. the show began, man, we do auctions here before everything that I host at Smodcastle. And uh, we sold a bunch of cool shit. Could not sell a pair of Smodcastle, Smodcast sneakers to I save heard. my life. Didn't go for it. Not even at Smodcastle. That's how I should have marketed it and shit. But we sold literally everything. And a, mall, a box of Mallrats cards. Other than that, though, what's that? The Mallrats cards? Somebody bought them? When did that happen? When I left the stage? They were waiting for me to go away? By all means, let's recap the yard sale. <laughs> Ralph for was fuck's waiting. sake, you left me alone with this bottle for way too long before we started the show. I told Ralph, I was like, it'd be a half hour tops. And Jesus shit. Christ. If I had known, I would have brought some underwear from the hotel. Do you want to sell some underwear tonight? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Never... Never washed. <laughs> 37, I hear 69. Do I owe someone anal? Is that what I heard? <laughs> yes. That's what I auctioned that's, off. That's all, the only tr news that traveled upstairs was that I owe someone butt sex. Yes. At least a pinky up the ass. Anything to support the arts for fuck's <laughs> yeah. sake. Uh, welcome, kids, uh, to Hollywood Babylon. It's the second time we've ever done it at Smod Castle. Give it up for the guy who traveled all the way from Hollywood to Babylon with you, Mr. Oh. Ralph fucking Garman. Oh, thank you. Then the other guy who traveled all the way from fucking Hollywood to be here tonight on the wheels of steel, the guy that fucking runs the show, we just show up, Dr. Josh Roush, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, doctor. Me, I live here, so I'm always fucking here. Yeah. How are you been, my friend? BYOB. I'm not so good, but uh, <laughs> whatever it takes, I that guess. That bottle is kind of empty. Fuck. Yeah, I was working on it upstairs, so <laughs> anything goes tonight. Fucking A. Who put the gum up here? I don't know. I found that. I thought maybe we, you left it behind. You want to fucking sell it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's all have. You put it up here? Lavender. Was lavender Thank gum. you. Want a piece? Save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Fucking lavender. Fucking um, boy, oh boy, kids, we got some show for you tonight, man. Lovely to be here in Atlantic Highlands, right in the fucking Smod Castle. Um, normally, when we do the show, I got to drive to it. Today, I just walked down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, usually drive to it. I had to fly to it. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, that's right. I'm like, a <laughs> little more special? effort, a yeah. little bit. You put in a lot more, my little bad. Bit. Uh, but, but happy to be back east. It's yes. nice to be back on the East Coast once in a while. Absolutely. Not quite um, home, but it's close enough. Close enough. That's yeah. right. You're a Philadelphia kid. I am. I got Philly boys in the house tonight. I got part of my crew. My old crew is here tonight. Is that right? People yeah. used to hang out with yes. you? Yes. My best friend from Philly, Tommy's here tonight. And uh, his brother, Danny. 
and Eric and Chris, my crew from Philly's here. When uh, did you guys hang out? How old were you? Uh, in college. We were college friends. College? Did you get in any same-sex exploration <laughs> shit? What's wrong with you? Uh, that's what happens in college. I didn't go, but that's what I heard happens in college. <laughs> guys sit around and fucking daisy chain? Thank you, my no, friend. No, man. We were, we were uh, just we were rolling deep, yo. <laughs> Me and my crew. Is that what they did in the 50s? Slanging rock. It's 50s, fuck. <laughs> um, well, fucking welcome to Ralph's Friends. Thanks man. for coming, boys. I appreciate it. Good to see you. A little bit of a hometown. You're going hard with the liquor. I'm going hard with the liquid death. Yeah, you are. <laughs> that's water. That's water, right? It sounded so much like an ad. I'm sorry. They don't pay me shit. I no. Just like oh, speaking of ads, real quickly, we want to thank our sponsor tonight, Manscaped.com. Fuck you. You made fun of me for selling shit. Now you're going to sell some shit? <laughs> this is corporate. This is capitalism. Fair enough, man. Uh, we want to thank the good folks at, at Manscaped for sponsoring tonight's episode of Hollywood Babylon. Put it together for Manscaped. Yes. Whether you trim your pubes or not, I would like to thank them. We are heading into smooth sack summer. Oh, shit. Is that what it's called? That's what they're telling me. Yeah. You know, it gets hot, so you want to make sure you get, uh, get those balls nice and smooth. Shorn scrotums all the way. Yeah. I wish there was Manscaped around when I was younger, when I first started Manscaping. You chose to Manscape oh, before yeah. it was yeah. a thing? Yeah. Why? Uh, it was at request. At request One of, of your someone. fucking college buddies? <laughs> it was... Tommy, Tommy asked me to trim down a little bit. Yeah, Get that bush out of the way. I can't get to your balls fast enough. No, it was a young lady I was dating. She was like, this would be much nicer if you would, uh, you know, trim up. And, and you so, buckled? I didn't buckle. I was like, I'm in. I had done worse things with her. <laughs> so you didn't, what did you use back in the day? Uh, like straight razor, Sweeney Todd style and shit yes. like that? I used to make meat pies out of my balls. <laughs> she did, that's for sure. No, I used to use scissors. Just like scissors in the shower. It was not a good idea. I slipped once and took about a quarter inch of skin out of my scrotum. Why, man? Because I was not a good scissor user, obviously. And so what, you were doing it on the, t the pubes at the top of your dick or the ball? I was itself? trimming my balls. How did and you, I so heard, what did you pull the... <laughs> when you're using scissors around your balls, you never want to hear... Something tells me you felt it before you heard it, man. Oh, man, yeah. Do you pull the ball sack out like a bullfrog and then do the trims or what? Uh, with my balls, I just put them on a table or something. <laughs> All good ideas for the folks at Manscaped. Yes, but now well. Manscaped takes care of that for you. You won't hear when you're using Manscaped products. Instead, you'll hear nying, That's nying, right. Nying. Uh, the Performance Package 4.0 with Manscaped. Everything you need to keep your balls summer Trimmed. <laughs> the uh, lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. See, that's what I needed. I needed a trimmer. This thing's waterproof. It's got a spotlight so you can see all those hard-to-get places. I guess it makes sense to, like, trim them during the summer and shit. During the winter, you want as much ball hair as possible. <laughs> no, keep, no, you Keep don't. them warm and shit, but during the summertime, anything goes. <laughs> they throw in crop preserver, deodorant for your balls? Yeah. You Who need that, that in Jersey a, in the summer. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Who knew that was even a thing, man? Ball smell? <laughs> Yeah, as a matter of fact. I don't know. Everyone knows that. I've never smelled my own balls, well, so I have no idea. I know yours are long enough that you can. You're like... I throw them over my shoulder. <laughs> I get a whiff as they go by my head. <laughs> uh, they also throw in two free gifts, Manscaped boxers, a shed travel bag, 
And you can look at the uh, luxury nail grooming kit as well because it is barefoot and flip-flop season, fellas. And men's feet are fucking gross. Never forget that. Um, You can get all this 20% off plus free shipping if you go to manscaped.com and use our code BABBLE. That's 20% off free shipping if you use the code BABBLE. So welcome to Smooth Sack Summer. We thank the good folks at Manscaped for sponsoring this here podcast. Put it together for the folks at Manscaped. Uh, okay. I'm going to pitch in my new slogan. No more when you use Manscaped. <laughs> See if they'll go for it. I, um, from a you bleed a lot from the balls, too. I don't know if I mentioned that. Speaking of bleeding balls, I went to see my mother this week. <laughs> Uh, my mom it's was the weirdest segue it is a ever. a weird segue, but I had to get there somehow. Uh, mom was in the hospital, has been in the hospital for 10 fucking weeks. I know, stuff. she's been struggling. So, but she got out. And, uh, she escaped. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I went down to Florida, and uh, Wednesday, I went down on uh, Tuesday, and Wednesday she got out, and I went home with her and stuff like that. Me and my brother sprung her, and uh, she was so delighted to be fucking home. I put up a little video. The whole time she was in the hospital, she kept talking about her cat, Princess. Mm. She got this cat when my dad died. We just came up on the 20-year anniversary of my dad's death was on Thursday. So it was a twofer. Get mom out of the hospital and then be there for dad's 20th anniversary because she had a mass celebrated in his honor. She's still ostensibly Catholic. The whole time she was in the fucking hospital, bro, she would not stop talking about her cat, Princess. This is the cat she got right after my dad died. So the cat is 20 fucking years old. So it's on borrowed time. Very much so. So the whole time my mom was in the hospital, we kept threatening the cat, don't you fucking die, man. She's living for you and shit. And so mercifully, the cat made it to my mom getting in the hospital. The cat's spry as fuck. You'd never know she was fucking 20. And when we got my mom home, like the cat literally, like, you know, for the last 10 weeks, me or my brother and sister have been going to my mom's place and feeding the cat. And the cat doesn't like any of us. And she's always looking past us for my mom. When we got my mom into the house, it was the most adorable fucking thing. Like, all of a sudden, my Cat mom... Cat clawed her face. Yeah, she was like... <laughs> mom was like, piece of shit. Stomped it to death. <laughs> mom's home. Mom's home. <laughs> Didn't happen quite that way. Oh. Um, the cat, my mom was calling for her. She's like, princess. And the cat was like, meow, and came out looking for her and shit. And I was so hoping that the cat like wasn't like, who are you and shit. And the cat legit remembered my mom and was like delighted to see her and fucking went around her legs and my mom could barely walk because she'd been in a hospital bed for 10 weeks right so i saw the nightmare of the cat she loves <laughs> tripping her and fucking her falling two broken hips exactly i'm like you piece of shit um but mercifully the cat didn't trip her and stuff we eventually got my mom to her chair she sat down immediately the cat like jumps into her lap it was fucking adorable and my mom was sitting there kissing her and hugging her and she was talking she was like i'm never gonna leave you again shit she didn't even say to me and my brother yeah <laughs> And she was like, I love you so much. You're so bad. And my mom, I was, and, and of course, naturally, I couldn't, I go for the lowest hanging fruit. So I was like, Ma, I had no idea how much you love pussy. And fucking, she looked at me and she was like, this is princess. It's <laughs> like, fair enough, Ma, fair enough. You wouldn't appreciate Hollywood Babylon. That's the level of jokes that we fucking tell. That's all we got. So on Thursday was the anniversary of my dad's death. And as I said, my mom had a mass celebrated for him. She has a church that she goes to, Blessed Sacrament, like right across the street from where she lives. And so uh, she was like, you're, you're going. You have to go. And I was like, naturally, anything for, for you and stuff. Now, thing I forgot, I haven't been to church in a fucking dog's age. I used to go to church all the time. I was an altar boy when I was a kid. Uh, then I made that movie Dogma, and I haven't really been welcomed back in church ever since. You really haven't heard much from the Catholic Church since? No, no. no. Hmm, they never called. They never like, you should come back. <laughs> we love you. Um, but I said as I went to church, I was like, I don't think I've been in a church or gone to Mass since my kid was like baptized and my brother corrected me he's like you came down and went to mass with mom 
like one on dad's one year anniversary, the one year anniversary of his death and wow. stuff. And I was like, wow, it's been a red hot minute. So going in, one of the f- f- first things I noticed was like I had been an altar boy from age seven till like uh, 12th grade, even though I didn't go to a Catholic high school, I went to a public high school, I went to Henry Hudson and shit. Uh, anytime I was at like mass and they didn't have an altar boy, you could jump up on the altar and fucking fit, pitch in. And Cause you like missed that. the sex. I, yes. <laughs> that was the thing, man. There was no altar boy. It was an altar man. Like an, like a fucking guy who was as old as the priest dressed like an altar boy and shit. And I was like, what the fuck's this all about? And my brother goes, boys is not a good look anymore. Oh, and I made sense, man. Cause like Menudo, you aged, you aged out <laughs> yes. of the, the altar boy business. This dude just grew the fuck up. But I was terrified to go to the fucking mess. I forgot before I went. I was like, yeah, I'm happy to go. My mother told me the night before I went, she was like, you know, you can't wear your hat in church, right? And I was like, ma, I fucking wear this hat to bed. Like, I, f- I f- wear this hat in the shower. I wear this hat to fuck. Like, I don't fucking take off my hat. I'm not taking off my hat for any man. She's like, you got better take it off for Jesus. And I was like, Ma, you don't even go to church anymore and shit. And she's like, I know, but you can't wear your hat in fucking church. And I was so nervous. I stayed up all night because I was like, how am I going to fucking pull this off? And I talked to my wife and I was just like, they want me to take my hat off. She goes, the same institution that wants to take away my rights to fucking have an abortion. Fuck them. Wear your hat. (laughs) She got very political about it right away and shit. So I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to take my hat off, man. And, and like, number one, I got hat head. Number two, I don't have enough fucking hair to fucking not wear the goddamn hat anymore and shit. <laughs> and we live in the age of the fucking cell phone and shit. So when I got to church, I was hoping that we could sit in the back row at least. But instead, my mom wants to sit right in the fucking front row. It's dad's honor, so. She was really putting me to the test, though. I mean, I love my dad, but what the fuck, man? And so... <laughs> I, I go up and I sit in front. Before I went up, though, I gauged the whole fucking crowd, man. I was looking all around and shit, and I didn't see a single person who would know who the fuck I was. Mm. This much I'll say, though, is a Thursday morning at 8.30. And, you know, people, most churches I've been into in the last fucking 20 years, Sundays don't even have a big crowd. The church I used to go to growing up used to have three masses on a Sunday. Now they got just fucking one. Uh, membership is, is dropping off. This church on a fucking Sunday, uh, on a Thursday at 8.30, had 70 fucking people in the audience. Damn. Like, I was like, don't you fuckers have jobs? Like, fucking, I couldn't believe that many people went to church. There were three communion lines. Like, three people, like, fucking no waiting. Three fucking people (laughs) serving communion and shit. We didn't have to get up for communion because we were in the front row because my mom can't get up or anything. And so the priest comes and brings the communion right to mom and stuff. Like Grubhub. Very much. Yeah. It was totally door dashing it and shit. Um, but the kid, he, you know, he came to my mom, he served her first, uh, then he served my brother and shit, and then he came to serve me, and I was like, I, you know, my training as a young Catholic was like, you can't fucking receive communion if you haven't gotten a confession, confession, you got sin on your soul, and it's been quite some time, and I've done a lot of fucking sins. Yeah. So I was like, I can't do it, but I fucking ate it anyway. Oh no, you didn't choke? I did not choke, and my belly felt good. <laughs> Holy good and shit. Um, it was a weird experience though man to be in church for the first time like in a long time and while i was sitting there like uh, you know i remembered like in dogma we did the buddy christ and, and part of the joke was that the jesus on the cross is so depressing they replaced it with a guy who's pointing and winking and smiling shit the buddy christ the fucking crucifix that they had at this church 
was a larger-than-life-sized Jesus made of wood on the cross. He looked so fucking pained, man. Mm. And as I sat there the whole mass looking at him, I just felt really judged and guilty the whole fucking time. Felt so bad, man. I felt really kind of depressed. And I was telling my mom all through mass, I was like, doesn't that fucking bum you out, mom? And she's like, don't curse in church. <laughs> uh, but it was so sweet. She held me and my brother's hand all throughout mass. She kept reaching over and like grabbing our hands and stuff like that. And they did say my dad's name out loud. Like, they were like we celebrate this uh, mass in honor of uh, Donald E. Smith. They had to put the E because my brother's also a Donald Smith. Right. He's Donald W. and shit. And I think my mom put the E so that my brother wasn't at church and hear the priest go, we celebrate this in honor of Donald Smith and my fucking brother has a heart attack or some <laughs> such shit. But it was actually kind of sweet, man. Will I go back again? Fuck no. But it was nice to go with my mom on this fucking day. And so my mom listens to Hollywood Babylon every week now. Um, ever since she got fucking sick, like she was in the hospital and she was just like, I want to hear and see your shows. So I gave her a link to Hollywood Babylon and she listens to it and she, ca she calls you that Philly boy. Aww. I said, no, you mean that silly boy? She goes, no, that Philly boy. So since I know my mother will be listening, shout out to mom, man. Get Feel better, Grace. You should convert to Judaism. Then I could they wear all, a they all wear hats. They all wear hats inside. I thought about wearing the hat, but I was like, what if they fucking like call me out on it and shit? I didn't want to embarrass my mom and shit with the priest being like, take that shit off. The giant Jesus comes off the cross and starts <laughs> storming you. <laughs> transforms into a fucking jet and takes <laughs> off. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, it was kind of wild. It was wild being back at church and uh, being the guy who made dogma, I half expected the ceiling to cave in, but it did not happen. And yeah. which leads me to believe one thing: there's no such thing as God. <laughs> Otherwise, good night, everybody. <laughs> we'll leave you on that note. What well, about you? You go to church this week? <laughs> I don't have time with all the ball shaving. <laughs> she goes, Jesus, man. Jesus, man. <laughs> Well remembered. No, I was watching a show I love on something called MeTV. Are you familiar with MeTV? It's a cable channel. No. For those people who still look at cable. But they, all, they show all their old reruns, classic stuff, like Andy Griffith's show and stuff like that. But they have a show on there called Collector's Call that I was actually on once. It's a show that features people who have vast collections, and they explore them, and you show them different pieces, and then they give you like an appraisal of your collection. So you were on for your... For my Batman collection. My, my cl for those, I'm sure a lot of people follow the show, but if you've never followed this part of the show, Ralph has an insane Batman collection at his house. He's got a whole fucking... I'm, there are a lot of Garmy members in the audience, I'm sure. <laughs> And that's where you do your show every day, right? Out of the Batcave, yeah. And so you've shown it many times and whatnot. But for those who haven't seen it, it's fucking impressive. You've got a deep collection. He rolls deep with the fucking Batman memorabilia. So they came and they did a show on it. Lisa Welchel's the host, Blair from Facts of Life. Are you serious? Yeah. You met Blair? Oh, did I? <laughs> Showed her the Facts of Life, you know what I'm saying? I see! She takes the good and she takes yeah, the bad. Yeah, yeah. Takes them both. The bad in this yeah. particular case, yeah, no but doubt. still. Wow, man. So did uh, you chit chat with her about yeah, fucking she's a, facts of life? She's there for a day. She's so. pretty Catholic or Christian, really, not Catholic. I thought so, but she was saucy. She was. She was. She was like, "Show me your balls. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the scar." <laughs> 
No, she was salty. She was a lot of fun. But um, I watched the show beforehand, and certainly watched it since because I'm fascinated by people's collections. Right. So there was a recent episode on that I was watching this week, and the guy has a collection of only high-end science fiction fantasy sort of collectibles. He's got one of Michael J. Fox's screen-used hoverboards from Back to the Future. He's got all this stuff, and they're showing this massive collection. And he, he says specifically... I only collect high-end stuff, stuff that's really from really classic movies and stuff. So I'm looking at his collection, and I know you like to mock one of my favorite films called Yoga Hosers. No. And so they show this guy's collection, and as I'm scanning through it, Josh, can you throw the shot up that I caught, that my eye caught? Holy shit! He's got a Bratzi! Can we punch in just a little bit in case anybody misses it? Oh my God! Kevin Smith, as a diminutive Nazi sausage man, the Bratzi, made it into his collection. That just fucking made my day, right? man. Right? That's what I thought. It means he was the one that saw yoga hosers. <laughs> That's the guy. We've been looking for him for years. <laughs> That's fucked up. How, how were you, like, blown, mind blown? That was wild. They man. didn't talk about it. It wasn't, you know, something they wanted to feature. I but mean, nobody ever talks about it, so I'm <laughs> not surprised. That's true. But the fact that that made it into his collection, I said, well, there's somebody out there who liked that thing we That's did. That's pretty fucking legit right there, ago. man. Holy shit. Did you auction those off? No, but I, I, every once in a while, once, like we, like we've done stuff at uh, the old Smock Castle where we would give them away. We've done stuff on... Uh, edumacation pub quiz back in the day where that was a prize and stuff so maybe somebody just took one and sold one or something well like apparently it's a thing all the shit you sold tonight you could have sold one of those for God <laughs> yeah. sakes, you know i do i still have some left <laughs> all right well but, give me one yeah if I, if I, what you want one <laughs> yeah i'll give you the actual uh robert kurtzman who uh, of course is the great uh special effects guy from knb effects group he was the one that created tusk for us uh, he created the Bratzi suit. He also, the, I always tease him because he's the guy that did Marky Mark's dick in Boogie Nights oh, as well. right, yeah. So he's had a very storied career. He did the he, Golem Goalie too, didn't he? He did the Golem yeah. Golem as well. He did uh, a maquette of uh, the Bratzi, uh, the very first one of what it would look like and stuff. So it's kind of made in, in almost wood, plastic finish and stuff. Um, that's like complete with no outfit on and it has a little sausage dick <laughs> as well. So I'll fucking... I don't want that one. <laughs> That's better than that I one. don't want to look at your little dick in my office. That's just not something. Why not? <laughs> yes. I've seen it enough. <laughs> but I just thought it was so cool. And it's the only movie I've ever been in with you where I have lines. So I thought I would, you know, have a little uh, That's memorial. That's true. You had that. dialogue and the movie flopped. What yeah, does that did. tell you? Oh, uh, well. The first and last time. <laughs> Never let Ralph Garman talk. No, you spoke in Clerks 3 and that movie did well. <laughs> So maybe that breaks the curse right there. <laughs> I was there for 12 seconds. Yes. Well, that you're the 12-second man. That's all we need you for. That's what Blair from Facts of Life said. <laughs> all right, let's talk to some folks out here tonight who came particularly long distances or celebrating special occasions with us tonight. It's our segment we call The Shoutouts. It's a shout-out with Kevin and Ralph, so get your cock out. Yeah. Get your cock out. That one went deep. I almost hit tonsil on that one. Well, it's your mic. You own it. I guess you felt more comfortable. It's my hometown. That's right. Uh, Scott Horowitz, are you here tonight? Scott's right up front. 
Scott writes, Ralph and Kev, my wife Marissa has been talking for a few weeks about having people over tonight for my birthday, which is Monday the 5th. But then her best friend got her a ticket to see the new Britney Spears musical, and she ditched me tonight. There's a Britney Spears musical? Seriously. It's a Cinderella story? It's a conservatorship story is what it is. I didn't put her in it. I'm just saying. (laughs) She was in one. Instead of being stuck home like a loser alone on Saturday night before my birthday, I decided to be a loser in public and come to your show solo. Nothing better than spending my birthday with the Garmy and the Smod family. Can you sing happy birthday as Adam West to me and anyone else whose birthday it may be? Babble the fuck on, Scott. Well, of course, Scott, because your, your wife doesn't love you, so I would like to, I'd like to give you some. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Scott Horowitz, who I'm guessing can wear a hat in church. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. There you go. Shit. Jeez, real life director. <laughs> Not a cameraman, though. <laughs> no, you're absolutely Obviously. right. Obviously. Uh, Harley Davis, are you here, Harley? Hi, Harley. Harley's here with her dad tonight. I thought this was so sweet. My name is Harley. I'm here with my dad from Boston. We drove down this morning just for the show. Thank you so much for coming down, guys. Uh, his birthday is also on Monday, so happy birthday to you, too, sir. Happy birthday. Seriously? You both have birthdays in the same week? Same day, these two. You guys should hang out. The only reason we're here is because of him and all that he does for me. I have never in my whole life thanked him enough for everything he does for me and all he does to support and care for me. Oh, my God. I this just is want so him to, wholesome. I know. It's so adorable. Being the dad of a daughter, I just had to read this because I'll never hear it from my own child. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to know how thankful I am for him. Please thank him for being by my side, the best dad in the world, and my best friend. I can't promise I will not date until 18, however, but I'll do my best. <laughs> I love you so much, Dad. Well, congratulations. Harley! First of all, to Harley and to you, Dad, whatever you did, you did it right to have a kid who feels that way about you. And she's not 18, which makes me a little uncomfortable about tonight's show <laughs> now that I think about it. How old are you, Harley? Oh, my fucking God! <laughs> All that she stuff said he, 14. 14, yeah. All that stuff he said about his balls. Yeah, that's ignore. that. I'm a big bowler, Harley. I'm a big bowler. I, I was in a league back in Philly with Tommy and the guys. And you got to shave the bowling ball sometimes. <laughs> uh, the thing about doing Hollywood Babylon Spawncastle is normally when we do Hollywood Babylon. There's we, an age limit. Yes. <laughs> My sphincter's so tight right now. <laughs> You got to keep it PG-13 the whole night. And shit. Oh, my God. We're out of show. <laughs> yes. 20-minute Babylon. Liam Neeson's ego is so big. <laughs> <laughs> 14. 
Harley, you're familiar with the show, though, right? <laughs> yeah, she's heard the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so much for me saying it's a good, guy, a good dad, by the way. Yes. Letting her kid listen to us at 14, for God's sakes. Chris is the best, man. But, you know, we got local laws here in Atlantic Highlands about corrupting minors <laughs> and shit. So you may not be going back to Hollywood <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> Here they are. That'd be our highest listened to show ever. <laughs> yes. We got busted that show on stage. where the fucking one guy who's on it with Silent Bob got arrested. Is that how I'd be portrayed in the media? The one guy who was with Silent Bob? I'm pretty Bob? sure that's what it's going to say on your gravestone. <laughs> Fuck. Muse and I need to unionize. <laughs> That's right. He'll be the other guy who is with Silent right. Bob. That's right, yes. Uh, Chris Runt. Are you in the house, Chris? All right. I didn't ask you where you were in the house. Just are you in the house? Location is everything. Uh, driving down from Canada, Daigua, New York. What the fuck is that? Pronounce Josh, it. can you throw that up on the big screen? Canada, Daigua. What the fuck? How do you say that town? One more time? Canandaigua. They got to change that. That's f- <laughs> it's fucking awful. Um, driving down from New York. <laughs> and my friend Mike wasn't able to join me because he just closed on his first house. Is he bought a house in Kunkunkunkun? <laughs> Fuck, he's, he's never getting his mail, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, he couldn't join me because he just closed on his first house. Mike and I became friends discussing Batman at our local comic shop, so I was hoping Bane could congratulate Mike on his big accomplishment. Chris, can Bane say some words of encouragement to Mike on getting his new house? M- Michael, it's so nice that you bought a house in kind of... Kind of in a place in New York. I uh, wish you all the best with your purchase. Um, Make sure you put up a giant crucifix in your house. It welcomes all people coming in. And uh, I... uh, (laughs) You all right? I was having a stroke for a second. I got lost staring at Canandagua. Conondagua. There you go. There we go. All right. Yeah. Uh, David Collins. All right. Relax, David. (laughs) At least he said, sir. That's true. Uh, It may not be Australia, but I think coming from South Carolina to New Jersey is a particularly long distance. It is, sir. Thank you so much for making the trip. You came from South Carolina? You got. You might be the further, other than like Ralph and Josh and me. You may be the furthest person who traveled to the show. Anybody travel further than South Carolina? Miami. Miami Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of warmth we're looking for, David, here at Hollywood Babylon. Uh, welcoming South Carolina warmth. Fuck Florida. Uh, Well, thank you so much for making the trip, David. In addition to Live Hollywood Babylon, I'm able to check several items off my bucket list on this trip, hitting Jay and Bob's secret stash. Yeah, 26 years in brick-and-mortar business. Standing in front of the quick stop, and most importantly, have a drink with Ralph after the show. Is that right? That's not going to (laughs) happen. 
No, it is. If, you, if anyone would like to have a drink with me, I know there's a screening after this, a secret screening after this particular show, so I don't want to pull anyone away from that. But if you want to have a cocktail with me, there's a bar down the street to the right called the Harbor... What? Harborside. Harborside Grill. That's where I'm going to be after the show. Going to go have a glass of, glass of Canandagua? I'm going to have a, a big jar of Canandagua. <laughs> so if, I'll see you there, David, if you want to have a cocktail. Fuck uh, Tusk. <laughs> That's not the movie we're showing. Oh. So that was really hurtful. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's drive-by fucking insult. Uh, can we tell them what the movie we're showing is, Josh? Yeah, go for it. All right, oh. so we're doing a secret screening after this. Uh, for the folks that want to stick around, we're doing first after this uh, photos uh, in the back. And once the photos are done, uh, we're going to show a documentary that Dr. Josh Roush made. Tell them what it is. Uh, Long Lonesome Highway, the Michael Parks documentary. Yes. The rough story cat. of Michael Parks, cat. our good friend. And Who was in Tusk, the movie you just fucked. Where yeah. I met him. It's a documentary about Michael Parks, man. The great, late, great Michael Parks and stuff. So it'll be showing right here in this theater. Once again, when you come to a fucking Smodcastle show, man, you get five shows that you didn't even want necessarily. <laughs> That's, yes. We had an auction beforehand. We're doing a secret screening afterwards. So yeah, kick back. Come watch the movie. It's absolutely wonderful. What is it? There you go. All right. Apologies to Josh and the late great Michael Parks. Do we have, Do we have the Quentin interviews? I uh, no, we're uh, scheduled to have them this summer, so this is the rough cut. All right. Fucking a man. So you so. see the documentary before the Quentin interviews. Going, you've been waiting for those Quentin interviews for a goddamn minute. So that's a huge accomplishment to finally get them because. Kevin Smith is interviewed in the documentary, but Kevin Smith goes to the opening of a fucking drawer. Yes, that's true. To get Quentin to talk about Michael Parks, which is how I found Michael Parks in the first place, is a huge score, man. Give it up for Josh. He landed the fucking yeah. big fish. Josh, you should just dangle a naked woman's foot in front of him, and he'll just, <laughs> he'll just show up. He'll find you. You hung out with Parks on Red State, right? What now? You hung out with Parks on Red State? That's where we became very close. And uh, we, we chatted a bit during Tusk as well, but it was Red State really where we sort of became close. He was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, Katie McGowan. Are you here, Katie? Yeah. Hi, Katie. Right up front. Yeah, Katie with that uh, Skeletor jersey that you signed. Skeletor jersey. Traveling from Detroit to come see the show. Thank you so that's much. That's fucking far, man. That's farther than South Carolina. <laughs> David, stop fighting that you came the furthest. My Do God. we know whether it's further or not? Like, I would think. Well, by all means, let's stop the show down and fucking Google it. It's got to be further than Miami, at least. I don't know. Uh, brought my cousins Bridget and Laura along, who are locals. I would have brought my mom, but I don't think she would like the show. You're probably right. <laughs> Uh, Katie works in special education. She works with uh, ah the Lord's work. Well adults, done. adult at special education, eighteen to twenty-six. So oh, nice. God, you deserve all the love right there. Speaking of love, she asked, "Could you have sexy Kevin?" Totally a panty dropper, by the way. She adds, "Sexy really? Kevin, hook me up. I have the feeling my future soulmate could very well be in the audience tonight. Who else but an HBO fan or member of the Garmy, Katie McGowan? So can sexy Kevin?" Extol the virtues of our own Katie and maybe find her uh, you, a man or a woman. What are you looking for? Man. She wants a man. She wants a man. Okay, we got music. We got music. Hold on. We got music. There's music? For sexy Kevin? You just spit on it. I'm sorry. Does it taste like Jack? <laughs> yes. What's his last name? 
You're much sharper since you put down the weed, I gotta say. <laughs> um, okay. We've always had music for this. Fair enough. Let's hear that music. Oh. Oh, Katie. You're looking for a man in this fucking crowd? Oh, Jesus. Let's find one for you. Who wants to hook the fuck up with Katie, ladies and gentlemen, here in Smodcastle? You can take Empty Theater 5 and have sex in it, and Smodcastle keeper Ernie O'Donnell will have to clean up after you. I don't think that's what she's looking for. Clean up in Theater 5, kids. Looking for love in Smodcastle? You could totally have it for the low, low price of $30. (laughs) Rent a theater and be alone with Katie, classy lady over there. Katie, thank you for doing the Lord's work. That wasn't very sexy. Katie, thank you for doing the Lord's work. That's sexy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oren Lev, are you here tonight, Oren Lev? In the back, okay. What's up, Oren? Oren Lev. Are you a Mandalorian? (laughs) (laughs) Oren Lev. (laughs) That is the way. It's carrying Baby Yoda back there. That's right. Uh, Driving from Norfolk, Virginia. Is that closer or further, David? (laughs) I didn't want to say anything unless I get yelled at and shit. No, it's not. (laughs) Feels like that's closer, right? On the par with that. Okay. This will be my first Babylon Live. I've always listened. It helps me get through my day, especially at my early crappy jobs. My wife, Anna, on the other hand, not a fan. But she did get me the ticket to see you guys on my birthday. So she, too, abandoned you on your birthday? Fuck this You guys should fucking hook up, man. Our wives aren't here. Let's jerk each other off. (laughs) And Katie will watch. (laughs) Theater 5. And David will judge the distance. (laughs) (laughs) Look at how far that cum shot. That ain't farther than South Carolina. That's further than that one, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That was legit funny, man. Oh, thanks. Well, I've been doing it for 13 years. <laughs> this audience is full of wives who want their husbands out of the house. I know, yes. Uh, I was wondering if the Germans could thank her for t- getting me the ticket and to let her know about all the fun stuff she's missing by not listening to the show herself, writes Oren. Well, the Germans, sure, they could do that for you. There's Batman and Robin and the Rathmans and Potsy, there's Rudiger and Klaus. Germans, not Nazis! Yeah, yeah, a uh, uh, good time had by everyone except your wife, Oren Lev. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Anna, very judgy. Yes. We're glad she's not here tonight. Yeah, because now you can hook up with this guy right here in Theater 5! Or Theater 9! <laughs> yeah, it's a smartcast cinemas and brothel, apparently. <laughs> And Katie will watch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, your wife is uh, happy to get you out of the house because she's probably stooping the neighbor. But still, <laughs> a happy birthday to you here in the you know, place with all the other lonely married men. So you're in companies. <laughs> That's right. It's a total circle jerk place. <laughs> daisy chains galore. Nine. Nine. Nine daisy chains. Nine. Nine guys. Avita Sen. Avita Sen. 
This is the way. <laughs> I'm more in love. I have the foundling. We have to go to this planet. Did you uh, ever watch? Are you? Do you watch? The oh channel? yeah, yeah. Are you current? On I'm everything? quite caught up. I'm done with the season. Fucking yeah. last episode was incredible, right? Great. Do you know who shot it? No. Same guy that shot Clerks. Dave? Yeah, Dave Klein shot that episode and shit. Isn't that crazy? I was shot. talking to Dave about how the show was shot, and they, you know, a DP has to light an entire set, but in that world, sometimes the set doesn't exist, right? They'll it's all green screen later on. Stuff, right? He puts on fucking VR goggles. And then sees the whole fucking set because they have it preloaded and stuff because they shoot on that big wall the volume. So he's lighting shit through fucking VR goggles that aren't even there. And I was like, bro, like clerks look like it was shot through a glass of milk. Like, <laughs> why'd you wait so long to get good? Yeah, I was like, how'd you graduate to this shit and whatnot? It's crazy. Wow. He showed me a picture of, of the thing they, they, sh they the, the set that they shoot on. So the volume is this wall that they load up the image on. And so instead of doing a green screen, there's like a background that looks so fucking real that he's like, even when you're standing on it and you know for a fact it's a curved screen and stuff, he's like, if you do this with your eyes, it looks like you're in it. And what's amazing about it is where the camera goes, the information moves. So it looks like a real location. It's not like a still picture that just stays in one place. It's like the eyes of one of those Jesus pictures that follow you fucking wherever you go. <laughs> It's fucking fascinating, man. He was wow. telling me like how much that shit costs. It's expensive. No. <laughs> Star Wars movies are expensive? I was about to spill and I was like, I probably shouldn't be talking about any of this and shit. I don't want to lose this job. But yeah, it was pretty expensive and shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. He was there for cool shit. Like he was there when they shot Mark Hamill, you know, as fucking when Luke Skywalker came back. Before they wanna... digitized him? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. don't say that, but yeah. Yeah, it's a big secret. <laughs> Mark Hamill's not 24. <laughs> he says that Mark comes and does the performance, though. Like, lays out the performance, does all the blocking and shit like that. It's pretty impressive. You're back on the weed again, aren't you? No, no. no okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. All right. We also get emails from all around the world. Josh? Ain't no drag. Gummin's got an email back. <laughs> Featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. Uh, Dan Ruiz sent in an email. Dan is, by the way, in the front row of every show we do out in Los Angeles for Hollywood. That's Bad right. Night. Yeah. Good man. And he, he didn't always... come tonight, though, did he? He didn't come tonight. Because no. that's a lot further than South I think Carolina. Mike from Corona flew out from L.A., though, right? Flew out from California to come to the show, getting back on a plane after the show to go back to California. Are you serious, man? You were the one that bought the art piece. Holy shit. Well done and shit. There's a so, lot of Garmy members right there in that section. So thank you so much, guys. We appreciate it. What do you think of New Jersey so far? <laughs> and? <laughs> it is the Garden That's State. Right. You're absolutely right. That's right. As George Carlin used to say, if you're growing smokestacks, yes. <laughs> Uh, Dan writes, can you please sing for me, They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha, -ha, as Sean Connery? Well, yeah, of course. Connery liked to sing a song from time to time. Can I get a little uh, audio, Josh? Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I'd go berserk? Well, 
You left me anyhow, and then the days got worse and worse, and now you see I've gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm, where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, they're coming to take me away, ha-ha, pushy galore. <laughs> there you go. Also, folks also email us towns they run across in their travels that have fucked up names. We never bothered to name this segment, so we call it Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. Sean Goody sent this one in. Instead of one town, he mapped out for us a trip that he says you and I should take together. Done and done. A road trip. Here's the map of the trip. <laughs> it's in the UK. We start, we start in Twat. We head down to Cockbridge. We stop in Dick Place there in Scotland. Then on to Cockermouth. Cockermouth. Then to Penistone. Short hop to Cock Alley. To Sluts Hole Lane. Stop by Fingering Ho. Quick stop off in Ass Hill. And then we end the trip in Shitterton. It sounds like the next Babylon tour. I right think there. so. We'll see you on there. I'd like to see the concert tease. <laughs> the list of all the names on the back. Cockerton. Folks, also, 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 Canandagua. Folks, also send us emails about stuff that's meant for kids, things that children are supposed to enjoy, but when you take a look at them, you realize they're inappropriate toys. Not appropriate for girls, not appropriate for boys. What the fuck is that? Inappropriate toys. Starting off this email from Ray Polakowski. This is candy. Kids should be safe to have candy. Harley should, 14, she should be able to buy some candy without being exposed to this kind of advertising. Why'd you bring it back to the fucking youngster, man? We were just getting comfortable and suddenly- It ties into the inappropriateness of this show for kids and this for kids. This candy, nobody needs creamed filled beavers. Quite the contrary. Everybody needs cream-filled that beavers. Seems inappropriate. Because beavers, Harley, are animals that should be left alone and not pumped full of candy cream. <laughs> I'm I not going to be able to relax all night. I'm not. It's on my mind. I'm sorry. Calling it candy cream made it even <laughs> dirtier for some reason. You want some of my candy cream? <laughs> no. Canadian Geekpool sent this. He says, although the book itself is not inappropriate, people who work in a library, especially in the children's section, need to be aware of where they put the labels on the books for the library scan codes. (laughs) 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 You're leaving things open to interpretation there. It's a great fucking title, man. Let's fuck the ducks. That's not. Not for children, it's not. That's my point. <laughs> and this comes from Erez Kariel in Israel. Wow. Is that far enough for you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> You'll allow it. All right. Uh, but he to be lives- fair, they didn't make the trip. They just sent a fucking email. <laughs> that's true. 
You're still the king. He lives in uh, Tel Aviv, and he says Israel's oldest shopping mall there is called the Dizengoff Center, and they have an entire playground just for kids, and the most famous and popular part of the playground is the giant elephant in the center of the playground. I got a picture of it here. This is the playground. That's the elephant. All the kids get to climb up and go into the mouth of the elephant and play around. Now, how do the kids get out of the elephant, do you think, Kevin? The traditional way? How else would you get out of the elephant? There you go. Holy yeah. shit. Or well, that's yeah. a way to get into the elephant as well. They, Looks like his giant red thing that he's dragging behind him. Uh, his lipstick. A prolapsed anus. <laughs> it's one of them weightlifters. <laughs> <laughs> we also say goodbye to folks from the entertainment business who gave us many years of entertainment and left us too soon. We call those our Tinseltown Stiffs. And now another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. Oscar-winning editor Glenn Farr passed away this week at the age of 77. Won his Oscar for the work on The Right Stuff, the motion picture about the uh, space program. Absolutely amazing movie. Brilliant film. He later went on to host 30 episodes, excuse me, edit 30 episodes of The Mentalist. So having an Oscar doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to work in show business, but he kept going. And he's dead. <laughs> Just saying, you win an Oscar for the right stuff, you think, you know. You're like, oh my God, he's going to do amazing shit forever. Exactly. That was it, a critique on The Mentalist. I it was, it. yes. Throwing shade it on It was a mental. fine show, but still. But know the right stuff. Exactly. Bummer. Uh, Milt Larson passed away. Folks in Southern California may know that name. He was the founder of the Magic Castle. Oh, shit, man. Not far from where you live there yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's actually down the hill from where I live. The Magic, Magic Castle is this place where you can't, I've lived near it for 21 years, 22 years, and I've never been in it because you have to wear pants. <laughs> and I mean, you long pants. You yeah, mean long, long pants. pants. Yeah. Not like I tried to get in jorts and they were like, no, you got to go home and get pants. I was like, I don't own pants. And they're like, well, you're not coming into the Magic Castle. It's got a very strict dress code. Very strict dress code. But uh, Paul Dini, uh, co-creator of Harley Quinn, um, he's a member, so he was always getting my daughter Harley in, and, and my wife Jen is gone. But I never got to go. Have you been in the Magic Castle? I have. In fact, it's a it's a society of magicians that has a private club and a, and a restaurant there, and you have to be invited by a member in order to go. Yeah. And it's very ornate, and it's got lots of secret passageways and things, and they perform magic there. And so this guy started in 1963 with his brother. And it's still a, uh, a very popular spot in Los Angeles today. He died at the age of 92 this week. Oh, that's magic right there. Yeah, it is. And then or he, did he die? <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> that was it. Yes. Oh, that's a bummer, man. And character Although a big fucking life. Long life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. To run a castle that has people doing magic in it. Yeah. Not my life, but no. it's a life. <laughs> Uh, Sergio Calderon, character actor, passed away at the age of 77. He was um, popular from his roles in At World's End, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He played Captain Villanueva in that. And best known by movie theater uh, audiences, perhaps, as Jose in Men in Black. You may remember this scene. Here is the work of the late Sergio Calderon. Looks like you fell off the bus in the wrong part of town, amigo. In fact, I'm going to bet dollars to pesos you're not from anywhere near here. Mikey? Hey! Yo, money, Jay. Heist, I'm driving. 
something I check, huh? Mikey, when they let you out of jail? What's that? Political refugee, right. You know how many treaties you just violated? One. I'll try seven. Shut up. He was the head on the stick, not the guy in the uh, alien suit. <laughs> but that's how most people know him. Rest in peace. We look at actors in film and television shows and realize that not every actor gives a great performance, but if the, if the performance is bad enough, it can go all the way around to become exquisite acting. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome to the world of exquisite acting with Ralph Garman and Kevin Smith. Um, this one comes from Manbat33. He said, I always thought this clip of James Woods from The Specialist would be perfect for exquisite acting. Well, Woods is good. He's an exquisite actor under the best of circumstances. Very big. Here he is getting very angry at Sylvester Stallone on the phone. It truly is exquisite. You got no mercy. You got no fucking loyalty. And you got no code. Listen to me, you son of a bitch! All right, what? time's up. 58 seconds. Right! Right! Got right! Found out everyone in that room voted for Biden. That's how that's, <laughs> yes. that's where he pulled it. That's from. where he pulled it from. And lastly, we look for mistakes, things, boners, bloopers, goofs, gaffes, whatever you call them. It's mistakes made in television and film that someone should have caught, but they didn't. We did, though. There's shit that should not be. And now for shit we should not see. Here's some shit that should not be. Armando Ronquillo sent this one in. Shit that should not be Ralph. Jesus. Want to smell it? No. No. Mm, 14, beaver cream. 14 years old. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Kevin and Ralph, because of you guys, I'm always looking out for that extra. That gives a little extra in a scene. I was just watching the first season of The Sopranos and noticed this lady in the purple dress having a lot of fun at this wedding scene. Thanks for the free funny, Armando. Here it is from season one of The Sopranos, Shit That Should Not Be. Look at the rapturous eyes rolled back in her head. Who doesn't call cut on that scene, by the way? <laughs> Can we get the girl in the purple dress out of the scene, please? Print that take. We also take a look at all the entertainment news for the week in a segment we call the HBO Headlines. Give me head, give me head, give me headlines. And give me head. Nom, nom, nom. Al Pacino in the news this week. 83-year-old Al Pacino was... Is he that old now? Yes. Wow. Surprised, apparently, that his 29-year-old girlfriend, Nor Alfala, is pregnant with his child. 
twi- so 29 is almost 30, and he's 83, so that's 54-year difference? Indeed. Ooh, indeed. Oh. <laughs> I got to tell you, I had no idea that my sperm could still swim. <laughs> I thought they had those life rafts on. Those those lifesavers they throw out on a ship. I didn't know they could swim. Ooh, ah. I got a picture of a joke. What's that? So, uh, in, you know what uh, he said uh, to her egg? Apparently, <laughs> to her egg I said, say hello to my little friends. It's a writer's strike, dude. I don't know if you can do don't that. Don't fucking tell anybody I wrote the joke. Writer's Guild will come after me. Uh, Nora Alfala, by the way, 29 years old, previously had a relationship with Mick Jagger before uh, Al. So she has a, she she has has a, a type. type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Al was so surprised, it says in this article. How surprised was he? <laughs> he was so surprised. <laughs> that he had her take a DNA test to prove that it was actually his baby because he didn't believe that he was uh, capable of impregnating a woman due to medical issues. Oh, that'll make a woman fall in love with you. I thought so, too. Uh, Listen up. (laughs) My penis does not work. (laughs) So for you to be pregnant, ooh, uh, (laughs) I'll tear this whole place down with my penis, like a fire thing that shoots, <laughs> but the opposite. <laughs> I think he's just jealous because De Niro's having a kid and he wanted to, to one-up him. De Niro's also having a kid? Yes. The old fathers. <laughs> I'm gonna file that one myself. The, the old fathers. Arnold Schwarzenegger, congratulations to him. He's got a new TV series that it's at the top of the Netflix TV list. FUBAR is the name of the series. Have you seen any of FUBAR? I saw a billboard for it in Los Angeles, but I haven't seen the show. Is it doing well? It is number one on the uh, Netflix list in uh, all the English-speaking countries. In 90 different countries, it broke the top ten. People are watching. He's still a star. You can't can't deny it. I think Aparna is in that. Aparna was in Jane Silent Bob Reboot with us. Um, I have seen one episode of it, and I, I'm good. I wonder what that show would sound like. Ah, it's a fuba, <laughs> you know, which means f- 14 up beyond all recognition. Well remembered. It's like every fourth joke, you remember there's a 14-year-old in the crowd. It's hard. <laughs> Speaking of things appropriate for 14-year-olds, Little Mermaid's in the news. Oh. The Disney film. Uh, the makeup artist who did the special effects makeup for the character of Ursula, played by Melissa McCarthy, is under fire from the LGBTQ community uh, because, they say, Melissa McCarthy's character was inspired by the drag queen Divine. In the, in the original. In the original. Yeah. And also in this one as well. So they believe that an LGBTQ uh, makeup artist should have been hired to do that makeup. <laughs> Someone just farted. 
Uh, the man who did it is named Peter King, and he is uh, an old seasoned makeup artist, and he is very personally offended by the, uh, the, by the criticism because he did Lord of the Rings and Star Wars Episode the, uh, Eight, The Last Jedi, and Spider-Man, and he feels like if, if I can do the job, I know I'm old, he said, so that's fine, but he feels like he should be able to do the job nonetheless. And I feel, I feel that's, that's true. I think he sh- you should be able to hire people on their merit without getting too... Bless too political you. about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be like they thought somebody from the LGBTQ community should have played the part or something like that. But You would think that would be more of a complaint than the guy doing like the makeup. The makeup, yeah. That seems a little deep cut. I feel bad for old white guys. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of old white guys, another old white guy in the news getting a hard time. Ryan Gosling, that old fuck. Why is he having a hard time? People are complaining he's too old to play Ken in the new Barbie movie. Are you shitting me? Have he you looks seen, legit funny in that trailer. Have you seen hashtag not my Ken? Have you seen that, no. uh, that on social media? Oh my God, what a divisive world we live in, People man. are just begging to be fucking pissed off about something. Truly. Uh, yeah, I thought he was very funny in the trailer. He looks great. He yeah. looks fine. Never mind the look. He's just fucking legit If Ryan funny. Gosling's too old. <laughs> then we're fucked. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently people are saying he's too old to play the character, and he was interviewed in GQ. At least he has a sense of humor about it. And he said, it's kind of funny, this clutching your pearls idea of not my Ken. Have you ever thought about Ken before this, he asked people. <laughs> <laughs> like you cared about Ken this whole time. You never cared. Barbie never fucked with Ken. That's the point. If you ever really cared about Ken, you would know that nobody cared about Ken, he said. <laughs> So your hypocrisy is exposed. That's why his story must be told. <laughs> he's legit funny, man. Did you ever see him host Saturday Night Live? Yeah, he's a very talented he's a really guy. Really fucking funny dude, man. Fucking hate it. Can't have it all. I know, right? Pretty and funny and shit. And Canadian, the third thing. Well, that's why he's nice. Yeah. Taylor Swift is the second re- richest female in music this week. Forbes magazine just released their music list, and she is at the number two spot. Her net worth is $740 million. Jesus. She is second behind Rihanna, who doubles Uh, her worth at $1.4 billion. Are you serious? She has a makeup line, a cosmetic line that apparently does very well, and that's where she makes a ton of her money. But uh, Taylor Swift is in the middle of a tour right now called the Eras Tour, and that tour is expected to gross $1.6 billion, so they're expecting she will shoot to number one at some point. Jeez, man. So much I apologize. money that somebody needs an umbrella. Ella, Ella. I apologize to all the Taylor Swift jokes I ever made about her. I know. Give me some money. Now you could get a fucking loan from her. Exactly. Did you hear that uh, Bill Cosby's being sued civilly for a sexual assault in 1969? I don't want to touch that, but it's... I'm glad. I, this is the only way you can get this guy. He got out of prison, so you have to sue him into the poorhouse now at this point. I think everyone should come forward. Because I am the worst person in the world. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a while, I man. know you haven't because I'm awful. <laughs> when people a- are awful, they stop doing impressions of them. You see... That was a staple of early battle. It was, until we knew he was a fucking criminal. And Billy Joel's in the news this week. Good old BJ. He is... (laughs) uh, Ending his Madison Square Garden residency. After 150 shows. 
Yeah, he's been doing it for how many years now? Uh, he started in 2013. That's when it's MSG, years, a full decade, first ever uh, music franchise began, and he is doing ten final concerts. They start on uh, October 20th of this year, and then that'll be it. He has been doing monthly shows at Madison Square Garden. Excuse oh me, God. Madison Square Garden for he uh, sold 1.6 million tickets in all that time. Yeah, um, I saw him a couple months ago in Los Angeles at the SoFi Stadium. And he puts on an amazing fucking show, and he's seventy, I think. Mm. But just, uh, just brilliant, just great stuff. The fucking piano man. He's a local, not local Jersey, but out here he's close, close. enough. Long Island, right? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Is that, not as is far that Billy as South Joe? Carolina? So shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I got you. And lastly, Justin Bieber's in the news. right it still fucking plays it really man. does people really people really like to come in for that you're a little runt by the way they said Haley. <laughs> he's a little guy he's just he's not tall you little runt you're so tiny <laughs> really embarrasses him when people say that <sighs> Uh, Bieber's in the news. We talked about this last year, I think, when he partnered up with Vespa Scooters. Are you familiar with the Vespa? I'm, I know the scooter, but I didn't know he partnered up. We talked about this uh, at a Babel show uh, last year. Uh, he was designing his own Vespa scooter in conjunction with the company, and they were talking about the pre-order at the time. If you wanted one of the special Justin Bieber edition Vespas, you had to order right then because they were going to be gone and sell out, and they're not available after that, so get on it. There's plenty of them left. <laughs> if you wanted to buy one today, you could just get one. They're starting to be delivered now that the pre-orders uh, are over. They just arrived here in the United States, and boy, are they not something. Here's, here's Justin Bieber uh, on his specially designed Vespa. So it looks like a regular Vespa. It's white, but at least it's got white writing on it. It says Fucking Justin Bieber and some flames. It's whiter than him. Look it's, at how white that is. He looks like uh, the great kazoo in that helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the Flintstones? Yes. <laughs> oh, dum-dum. <laughs> Watch me ride my Vespa. <laughs> Uh, they're not flying off the floor. That's what I'm trying what to say. What do they say. cost? How much? They start at five grand. If you want the, the everything with all the bells and whistles, and get up to eight, nine grand for a Vespa. Fucking a, man. You can get a regular one for about half the price, but it's better. <laughs> Bieber, when asked about the Vespa, said, "I'll let you. I'll let you read what he said because I know you do. Uh, you do, Justin." The first time I rode a Vespa was somewhere in Europe. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Probably either London or Paris. I just remember seeing a Vespa and being like, I want to ride one of those. So articulate. Yeah. When talking about designing it, he's saying being able to express myself, whether it's through art, music, or visuals, being able to create something from nothing is part of me. You didn't create something from nothing. You painted a Vespa white. <laughs> That's what you did. Yep. 
bad guy. (laughs) Reinvented the wheel. Bad person. We got some geek news. You want to talk about that? Let's hit it. Ralph and Kevin, Ralph and Kevin, Ralph and Kev's Geek News. I've had enough of this uh, writer's strike. Can you talk to your friends and make this all go away? Can try it, man. They're, they're in for can the you, long haul. Can you build a bridge between the two sides so we can all get going? I can't. I tried. They uh, feel like it's going to go until at least September, maybe October. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, as an aside, did you see this week that Jennifer Lopez's new movie got shut down because the writers were striking? What was it? What's the movie? It's, it's why I love it. It's called Unstoppable. <laughs> oh, how ironic, man. Holy shit. I love that. I love that story. But the sad news is, now they're really hurting me in the nads here. Uh, Tom Holland says Spider-Man 4 is now on hold because of the writer's strike. They were in meetings. They were talking about early plot points. And now the whole thing is put on the back burner because of the writer's strike. So who knows when we're going to see Spider-Man 4? Come on. Now it's a crime. Don't fuck with Spider-Man. That's what I'm saying. Good God. Great power comes great whatever. Right. And have you seen uh, Across the Spider-Verse yet? I have not. It's, I've been uh, flying here. I watched a little of it tonight. Fucking astounding. I didn't watch the whole thing because we well, had The first one do. was genius. This looks fantastic. looks like a goddamn work of art and stuff. Um, and uh, apparently it's now like going to open. It's the highest grossing opener of 2023. And I think it's the highest grossing Spider-Man opener of the entire franchise. That's not just crazy. The anime, I know. The live it's crazy, action right? As well. It's fucking huge. The number that they opened to this weekend, which I think is like 113 or 114, is three times what the original uh, Into the Spider-Verse opened at. Wow. Yeah. It's huge. Massive. Cartoon. for I know. I was going to say animation. Yeah. Um, The Flash coming out, uh, what's the uh, next week? That's right. We're going to be doing, not next week. It's uh, January, uh, January, June 15th (laughs) is the Thursday night that it opens, but it officially opens June 16th. Um, we're doing a watch with Kev right here at Smodcastle. So Get you out. Can watch it with me. We charge you five bucks more to watch it with me. And then I do a Q&A for a movie I had nothing to do with whatsoever. <laughs> um, so that'll be happening. But I get to see it before him. I was bitching about like they've been having screenings for like Stephen King and the Russo brothers. And I was like, why not me? And they're like, because you're not as successful as them, idiot. And oh, sure. it makes sense. But I made enough noise that I got invited to the premiere. No. Yeah, so on June 12th, which is Jason Muse's birthday, uh, we're both getting to go to see uh, The Flash. I think that had something to do with Ben more than anything else. Oh. I think we're on Ben's list because he's also in the movie. Would Batman that be Flash. Affleck? That would be Affleck. Oh, I got yeah, you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to drop a name so hard, but yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, man, I'm going to be there at the premiere, so I'll let you know how it goes. Muse is going to feel so bad when you tell him he can't go because you're taking me. <laughs> how are you going to explain that? He to has him? his own invite, man. Oh, so does he? I can, yeah, I could, I could potentially bring you. You want to go? <laughs> I could potentially bring you. <laughs> we'll auction it off to you. How much is it worth? <laughs> yeah, we start with anal. We start with anal. Yes. Begins with begins and ends with anal. Speaking of the Flash, they asked the director Andy Muschietti. Yeah. If there is a sequel, would he still work with Ezra Miller? And he said, if a sequel happens, yes. I don't think there's anyone that can play that character as well as they did, he said. So, Somewhere Grant Gustin is like, oh, really? Hold my beer. <laughs> I was going to say, there have been other actors that weren't, um, I don't know, didn't have charges of felony burglary or 
choke a woman to the ground in Iceland or harass a couple in Hawaii and break into their home. And also just by like long term, not, nothing against Ezra or whatever, but like Grant Gustin played the part for nine fucking years. Yeah. Like, you would imagine he's got a lot more practice than the person who played the character what four times or something i would just i'd like to believe that the film could survive a recasting if and i know that ezra is attempting to uh, address their problems and getting getting help and mental health issues and stuff and i'm hoping that that is all real and true and that uh, they do get better but um i don't think it's necessary that you have to keep them in the role the only thing necessary for a sequel is bring back michael keaton <laughs> that's Batman. true that's why everybody wants to go yes, anyway good heavens all right, before we say goodnight, folks, we got one last bit of business to take care of, and that's to take a look at Liam Neeson's <laughs> arm. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. H Haley? Harley? Cover your ears. Uh, Liam Neeson famously is one of the biggest... Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's see you walk this minefield. One of the biggest pe penises in Hollywood. We all know what a penis is. It's that okay. That somehow sounds dirtier. Yeah, I know. One of the biggest cocks in Hollywood. There you go. Own it, man. Own that cock. Get your mouth around That's that cock. All right, easy. And folks, every week, send us in, fa send us in facts about it at hbopodcast.aol.com if you want to email us anything about the show. That's the place to go. Here are this week's five facts about Liam Neeson's cock. Oh, we can't help but wonder How big is Liam Neeson's cock? Liam Neeson's penis? That's right. People now singing along in a foreign language. It's <laughs> very strange. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It gives Apache Chief penis envy. <laughs> Do you remember Apache Chief yeah. from, uh, from Super Friends? I mean, that's, that's big. Deep cut right there. Although, since I look under his skirt there, I don't really see much hanging, <laughs> so maybe it's not a big deal. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? He needs a squadron of drones to manscape. <laughs> nice. And on brand yeah, for our I know. sponsor. No extra charge, manscaped.com. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. When Liam gets hard, it raises the debt ceiling. <laughs> political. Very political. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? It extends through the entire Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly goes across it, for sure. And lastly, when Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? President Biden tripped over it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of Smartcastle, have you had a good time this evening? Thank you so much for welcoming me back to Jersey. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here, kids, but there would be no show without the guy sitting to my left. Give it up for the legendary, the one, the only, Ralph fucking Garman. Let's hear it from my bestest buddy and babble brother, the owner of this joint, Mr. Kevin Smith. And that is Hollywood Babylon for this week. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babble the fuck off. Good night, Atlanta Collins!
This has been a Smodco Internet production. Sip only at Smodcast.com.